0: Welcome back to another episode of Blessed Is She That Believed. We're in season one, episode 18. Before we start, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you right now for each and every listener. I thank you, Father God, for the work that you're doing on the inside of them right now, Father God. I thank you for allowing them to discover their purpose in you, Father God. I thank you that they have a relationship with you. And if they don't, Father, I just ask right now that you use you allow your Holy Spirit to move on them, Father, to search you out through the scriptures and to learn of you, Father God. Lord, just... Push them to a congregation that preaches your word unadulterated. Push them to a congregation that loves them, Father God, beyond church hurt. Father, I ask right now that you just push them toward the cross, Lord. Let them see Jesus in each and every face of a congregation, Father God. Lord, I just thank you right now for keeping them, protecting them, and providing for their need. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So the title of this episode is called Refocus. And I got this from one of my Instagram posts that I had, uh, I made, I don't know how long ago, but um, it was inspired because I was loading a dishwasher one afternoon. It was on a Sunday afternoon and I was loading a dishwasher because I wanted to take a nap faster than if I washed the dishes myself. So anyway, um, I was listening to a pastor um, as I was cleaning my kitchen up. And he mentioned the biblical account of Joseph and his brothers. And he said how Joseph didn't reveal his identity to his brothers right away. Probably due to his struggle with forgiveness for what they did to him. And it was at that time that the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, it's easy to forgive people when you don't have anything they need. Oh my gosh. It's easy to forgive people when you don't have anything they need. I'm just going to let that sit for a couple of minutes. Mm. Wow. Have you ever had to forgive someone and then maybe a few years later that person came to you for something and I'm actually going to, ch- I'm going to change that question. Let's strike that question. Have you ever said you forgave someone and then that person came to you later on asking for a favor, asking could they borrow some money, asking could um, you help them out, or if you had the opportunity, like let's say that person um, lost their job, but you're the manager at a company or something and they come in for an interview. This is the person you you said you forgave. What rises up in you? Because I know if something rises up in you, when that person comes to you asking for help, if something rises up in you, if those memories flash back, can you say you honestly forgave them? Because I'm going to tell you what that rising up in you is. That's hurt. That's pain. That's um things in you that have not been resolved even though you say you forgave them and see forgiveness i feel like forgiveness isn't as complex as we make it however it is hard because we want to i'm i'm just going to speak for myself i forgive quick i forgive very quick i've been like that since i was a little girl even um when I was molested as a little girl, I had, I forgave him. I never told him I forgave him, but I forgave him. I just went ahead and did it. Cause I just felt like, and I wasn't even saved y'all. I was a little kid, like five, six, seven years old. So I told him, you know, I didn't tell him, I'm sorry. I had, I went ahead and forgave him because I just felt like that was something that I was supposed to do. Where did I get that from? You know what I'm saying? Like he did something horrendous to me yet. And still I went ahead and forgave him. I've, I've been a quick forgiver. I I just, it's like, look, let's just move on. Let's just be done with this and just move on. Um, I, I can't explain it. It's it's a it's a way about me that I cannot explain, and I I believe I truly honestly believe the Lord put that in me because, of course, the Lord knew that was going to happen, and I believe He put that in me so that way. Um, I mean, I I can't explain it. I, I I just He He already had me designed that way. I'm not saying that. When people do stuff to me, I just act like it doesn't exist. Um, I do know it takes me a minute to process stuff uh, as far as traumatic things. It takes me a while to process it. So if you are ever around me and something traumatic happened to me, I may constantly talk about it, but I'm talking about it to process it in my head because it's like, how did that happen? Where did this begin? How can I how how did I not see that okay let me replay it back in my head so that way I can go back through it slower and then maybe I can find a clue like that is literally I cannot stop myself from doing it that's just what I do so um, I may talk about it a lot I may rehash rehash things over and over again but one day it's like everything clicks and it's like oh I see it now and then it's like okay cool and I move on. It's like, I, I don't know. It's like, it's the weirdest thing. Um, if you've listened to any of my earlier podcasts, I mentioned I had a, a best friend of 24 years and we're not best friends anymore. And um, so stuff happened. I ain't going into detail because I think I already went a little into detail in the episodes that I talked about it. But um, I mention it quite frequently now because it's like, I <laughs> it's nothing to talk about. I mean, at first, like when it first happened, I mean, come on. It's best friend of 24, like from third grade until that was four years. Third grade until 33. So basically like from nine years old to 33 years old. Okay. Friendship. And the way the whole thing played out, it was over the course of months. It had been playing like for months but when now that i'm older and i've been removed from the situation for a while it wasn't just those months that that was going on no she didn't like me period like she liked me but she i hate to say when somebody's jealous of me because it's like i don't know what i have to be jealous of if that makes sense so it's kind of like look If you, you know, do, do X, Y, and Z, one, two, three, you know, like there's nothing to be jealous. Like we work, you know, my family is a family of hard workers on both sides. Like we, we work, we go out, we grind, we hustle, you know, we do what we got to do, um, to make an honest living. And that's, that's how, that's all I know. So, um, whatever you see this wasn't just thrown, like, I didn't just walk into this. This, this is years and years behind the scenes. So, and, and, (laughs) <laughs> listen and I'm going to be completely honest it doesn't matter um, the amount of work you put into it if you don't trust in Jesus if you don't have a relationship with Jesus and you you could work yourself to your last breath and still get nowhere because the Lord can take you from the pit to the palace in one day in one hour, in one minute so there's that <laughs> but um, yeah I mean I just had to finally accept like okay Steph you know that person was not who you thought that person was and once I accepted that I'm like okay cool that's just not who I thought you were you you have shown me who you are because who I thought you were who you pretended to be this whole time would have never done that to me never done that what you did so you you we're not that person that's who you were pretending to be and your true colors finally came out so okay thank you for showing me that i hate that i had to go through that experience but that experience is something that i will value and i will use that experience as a part of the wisdom that i have gained from that and that's how i've had to look at things um that happened in my life things that i've done to people um I remember I hurt my friend, my um my roommate, one of my former college roommates. And it was it wasn't, I mean it I'm not no, I'm not going to minimize cuz she was hurt. And I apologize, Jasmine. I apologize. You may not even remember this, but I remember it cuz I did not even realize I was hurting you. And that's the problem too. Sometimes people don't even realize they're doing stuff that may have hurt your feelings and everything. So you got to show some grace. But um she I told her, it was like a maybe a day or two before we graduated from college, and I told her we could go get something to eat, but my roommate at the time said, hey, let's go get something to eat, and we were heading on our way out, and I forgot. I honestly forgot that I had told my old roommate, Jasmine, that we were going to go get something to eat, that she and I were going to get something to eat, because it had been like maybe... An hour or so, I think, in between the time that we taught and the time that my current roommate at that time had asked me to go out with her. And I I don't know what I was thinking. I think I just forgot. You know, like I said, we were like a couple of days out from graduation and stuff. So everybody was trying to hang out with everybody before graduation because we knew we weren't, you know, we were moving and stuff like that. So, um. Jasmine actually called us as we were walking out and she was like, where are you going? I said, oh, I'm sorry. Like I forgot. Like, and she was hurt because it was, that's what it was. It was her birthday. It was the day before her birthday, I think, or two days before her birthday. Cause her birthday was the day before graduation and she was hurt and she snapped on me and she deserved, she had every right to, um, so Jasmine, if you're listening, I apologize and I'm sorry because I really was being very dingy and I was inconsiderate of your feelings and your time. And I don't know, that popped in my head like um <laughs> while I was talking about forgiveness. But yeah, like so there are some times where you do things and you don't even realize that you're hurting people. Um but I will say this, Jasmine. Let me tell you something. That firecracker right there. Don't mess with her, cause she may be little, but she'll she'll get you straight. <laughs> I remember oh y'all, I got stories with Jasmine. I had to calm Jasmine down a couple of times like, hey, 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 chill, chill. But um I I love Jasmine, she's awesome. Um but yeah, like if something rises up in you after you say you forgave somebody, then that part of you is not dead yet you know we're supposed to offer ourselves as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto god which is our reasonable service and when you say you offer yourself as a living sacrifice that mean you're killing the old man the old man is who you used to be before christ you got to keep that old man dead because that old man rise up who's on the pocket and y'all know what i'm talking about too because some of y'all somebody stepped you the wrong way you you be wanting to snap on them right Okay, so that part of you is not dead. You gotta give that over to Jesus. So he can kill you. Gotta kill that. Okay? Paul said, I keep under my body. (laughs) How you keep under your body? He said he keeps under his body. (laughs) We gotta we gotta kill the flesh. Because the flesh wants to do what it wants to do. And your spirit and your flesh are always at odds with each other. Your flesh don't want to forgive nobody. Forgive. What is that? That's what your flesh feels like. Like pfft, whatever. But that's why you have to refocus. Okay, wait a minute. Now, where is this coming from? Cuz see, in those moments where you feel something rising up, uh-uh, why is that rising up? What's not dead? Let me go over here and investigate so that way I can get to the bottom of it. That's what you're supposed to do in that t- those times. That's what you're supposed to That's what you That's what you're supposed to do in those times. We're human. There are times where you don't you don't think rationally like that. You just pop off. Well, okay. Now once you popped off and you've asked the Lord to forgive you, we need to backtrack and figure out where this went wrong. Where did we take a wrong turn? Okay. So uh let's see. There are situations where you are literally justified and not forgiven according to man's terms, but God said forgive anyway. And I'm gonna read a couple of verses because y'all. The Lord said, let, let's let me see where I'm gonna start because these <laughs> <sighs> let's see, Ephesians 4 and 31. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Mm. Verse 32 says, and be you kind, be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. It's because of Jesus that God has forgiven us. Not because of anything that we've done, not because of anything that we said. No, because Jesus died on the cross for us, God has forgiven us. Whew. Colossians 3 and 12, I'm going to read the uh, 12 13th and fourteen verses. It says, put on therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long suffering, forbearing one another. This is verse 13, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. Verse 14, and above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. Matthew 6, 14 through 15. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. Verse 15 says, but if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. Mm. I think, yeah, yeah. I think that says it. I think that says it all right there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it was one more that I wanted to read. Um, I think, actually, no. Was it it? I think that was it. I think that was it. Yeah, that was it. Um, (sighs) I'm just still on that verse. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither... Will your father forgive your trespasses? I mean, think of it like this. Why should God forgive you if you refuse to forgive people? And not only that, but in 1 John, I think it's the first chapter. Don't ask me what verse. It says, how can you say you love God whom you have not seen and hate your brother whom you see every single day? And when I say brother, I'm not talking about your blood brother, although he's included brother or sister they're included blood siblings I'm talking about like the homeless on the street uh, the black person the white person the red person the yellow person the brown person yeah uh, oh yeah I'm sorry but if you are racist I don't know about heaven for you unless you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord with your whole heart because the verse that, let, you know what let me go and actually pull that up so you don't think I'm making this up let me pull it up real quick. Let me let me do this real quick. Because I'm trying to figure out how people can lynch people, hang people from trees, um, how you can literally shoot, target people because of their race or their religion or their sexual preference. How are you going to kill these people? But then say you love God. You're doing it for God. God didn't tell you to do that. I don't know what God you praying to you. Like on my last episode. um, Yeah, it's a lot of gods. So you got to be specific. Not specific, but specific. You have to be very, very specific when you say God. Which one? Because it's a lot of gods in this world. We've made a, several thousand of them ourselves. Okay? So... Which God? What God told you that it was okay to, to massacre people because of their race, their religion, or their sexual identity? What? What God told you to do that? Huh? Just I'm just trying to understand for clarification purposes. That's all. How can I? I just I don't I don't get that, and they're very justified in doing that. I don't... That's why... And let me... Let me tell you what's funny. Those same racist people... Who... Hate black people... Who hate... Latina, Latinas... Latinos... Who hate... Asians... Who hate... Um... Anybody... Who's not... White... Let let me let y'all in on a little history here. Okay? Let's take a trip down history. Okay? We're gonna go back to history. I don't know what planet you were born on. But since you love God so much, you must know the Bible because where does the Bible say Adam and Eve were, in? Where, where were Adam and Eve created? I'll wait. Mm. Um, Because I do remember Genesis mentioning the Tigris and Euphrates. I'm not even going to talk about the other rivers. I'm going to talk about the Tigris and Euphrates. Okay. Tigris and Euphrates is, is uh, found in Africa. Mm-hmm. Adam and Eve were in the Garden of Eden on the continent of Africa because Genesis, the King James version of Genesis, if you go in there and look, it says a a river runs out of Eden and it starts talking about the rivers, the river Tigris and Euphrates. If you look at the big old map, it says it is in Africa. That is where it's located. So we can just stay right there. Now, you may say I'm lying, but if you can read, go look at Genesis and read that whole read the whole chapter of Genesis, the whole first chapter. It's going to give you the specific rivers that are running through um, Eden. Tigris, Euphrates, that's Africa. That's Mesopotamia, all of that stuff, Africa. Mm-hmm. Now, since Adam and Eve were in the Garden of Eden, in the Garden of Eden, was in africa which is a continent not a country for some people i gotta let y'all know that because some people think africa is a country it is actually a continent so i'm just gonna put that in there um yeah their skin could have perhaps been a little darker because we all know africa is really hot where it is located okay africa is a big old giant continent those maps that we have where it, where it looks smaller, no, that's not true. Africa is really big. That's a giant continent, okay? Now, if Adam and Eve were darker skinned, hmm, y'all not ready. <sighs> y'all not ready for this. And this is not a race podcast. This is not, I'm just reading the Bible. I can read. I have an English degree, and I'm not saying that to brag or boast, but... I went to school and i can read and i read context clues too so i'm using words to help me understand i'm praying before i read the bible but i don't know what bible y'all have that omitted all of that information because you also need to check your bibles during this day and age because they're taking stuff out of the bible that wasn't that was actually really there so make sure you have everything in your bible okay um Listen, I'm just trying to understand, especially. So, OK, let's say you don't want to you want to talk about the Bible. OK, OK, OK. Now, let's talk about the people who were brought here to. And I'm going to say this in a nice, sarcastic way. The people who were brought here on um, assignment to farm the land. OK. Without pay or vacation days without an identity to be honest okay people who were raped who were murdered who were castrated who had limbs missing and stuff like that to pick some cotton or grow some rice in the marshes with the black moccasins mm-hmm. the black water moccasins or the gators or the rattlesnakes yeah those nice people who did all of that work for free, they were of a darker hue. They had a darker skin complexion. Okay? I'm not going to get specific, but you know what I'm talking about. Okay? Now, the people who put themselves in charge of those folk were raping the women, raping the men. Okay? Babies were born from that. hmm Some babies could pass as the lighter hue now those babies who passed as a lighter hue some of them never told their identity but later on oh what do you know a darker hue baby comes out two three generations later because you know genetics and DNA and biology tells us that can happen if you have a recessive trait yeah Just like with blue eyes in the family. Blue eyes is a recessive trait when I learned about genotypes and phenotypes. So blue eyes pop up every so often. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that could actually happen when you have mixed members of a family too. Especially those who you didn't know were mixed. You thought they were pure. Okay. Now, so... At, it is year, what year? This is year 2023. That stuff happened back in the 1700s, 1600s, all the way up until 1865, because you know, I'm recording this today on Juneteenth. So there, oh, look at that the irony. I'm recording this on Juneteenth. So, um, yeah. Now we're in 2023. Do you honestly believe that everybody here? Is not mixed with a little bit of melanin. Do you honestly believe that you have no melanin in your system? Do you honestly believe that in 2023? And you still want to walk around talking about whatever it is that y'all talking about the most racist things, the most, the nastiest, disgusting things, those demons in hell have you speaking. And you want, you want to talk about y'all pure. You sure about that? Because I guarantee if you do 21 and Me or um, Ancestry.com, you're going to find out that you got a little piece of you in Africa. Yeah, it may not even be Africa. You might have some Italian in you or something. But you're not. <laughs> y'all, I'm sorry. Let me find out. Every- because y'all, <laughs> I did not need to get all off in there. But obviously it needed to be said. Let me see. Let me find this real quick. Mm, 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 mm It's just, you can't. I just don't understand what people are thinking. Mm. Okay. Let's see. I'm almost there. Hold on. All right, all right. Boop boop. Here it is. It I knew it was first John. I wanted to say it was chapter one. It's not chapter one, it's chapter four. Chapter four. Oh, I love verse 19. We love him because he first loved us. Mm. Whew, that's a whole nother sermon, but um verse 20 is what I was looking for. If a man say, I love God, and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God? Whom he have not seen. Verse 21. And this commandment have we from him. That he who loves God love his brother also. Your brother is the black man that you wanted killed. Your brother is that woman that you can't stand. Your brother is the homosexual who works with you. That is your brother. And you are to love your brother and your sister. You are to love them. You are to love them. That's what the word says. Now we do not love people Who are, excuse me, I didn't mean to say not love people. We do not love the sin that they are in. We don't. We hate the sin. We love the sinner. But some people have gotten that misconstrued and they say hate everything. No, that is not. No. The reason why we hate the sin is because God hates our sin. (laughs) God cannot have sin in his presence. What we are not to do is to bash these people To the point where they say, I hate all y'all Christians, okay? Y'all stay away from me because y'all more jacked up than I am. These people already... Let me tell you something. When I say these people, I'm talking about people in the world, okay? Don't do that, okay? Don't, Don't do that. When I say these people, I'm talking about the people who do not know Jesus. So, they already know what they're doing is wrong. We don't have to point that out to them. What our job is as believers is to show them why... They should leave it and come join us with Jesus and have this, you know, great Holy Ghost filled party over here. That is our job. We're supposed to give them something different. We're the peculiar treasure. Okay. We're the city that is set on the hill. It can't be hid. What we do cannot be hid because we have the light of Jesus in our lives. We're supposed to shine that light into the darkness because Jesus shines into the darkness and pulls people into his marvelous light because he is light that's what our job is our job is not to constantly tell these people hey 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 you a sinner you a sinner you a sinner you a sinner who wants to hear that no now what i do not like is how a lot of these pastors are not preaching about sin and hell because those things are very real you will go to hell if you do not know Jesus. That is that is it. I will go to hell if I backslide and live in sin. Okay? I'm being completely honest. It don't matter if it, it, it don't matter. If I if I lie all the time and I'm living with a lying spirit, um, yeah, and that lying spirit turn into I'm doing stuff I had no business doing and I constantly live in a backslidden state, then yeah um, that's not right because it's like how can you live in sin but you say you love Jesus then that means how can the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit can't live in that now you mess up because we're human but you don't live in the mess up you do not live in the mess up righteous man falls seven times okay but if I fail I need to get up and keep moving towards the cross Constantly moving towards the cross. You're going to trip. You're going to stump, You're going to fall. Get up and keep going towards Jesus. Never give up because you messed up. That's the lie of the enemy. The enemy's job is to condemn you in your sin. Jesus does not condemn. He convicts. It's a difference. There's, Listen. I'm telling you right now. If you're in sin, come out of it. In Jesus' name, come out of it. Because... Y'all, Jesus is coming back really soon. I don't want y'all to get lost. I don't listen. I be talking, I'm talking to myself too. It's stuff that I have struggled with and it's like, oh my gosh. Once in a while, that flare up, that, that old man, that old woman be rising up, it's like, whoa, where you come from? Where do we come from with this? Yeah, constantly. If I'm not in my word, if I'm not fasting regularly, if I'm not praying regularly and if I, th- oh, okay. Oh, I man, it's it's Friday. I read my Bible all week. Oh, I'll do it tomorrow. That That's the time when the enemy come in like a flood and I can't even pray to God so he can raise that standard because I hadn't been praying all week. I hadn't been reading my word all week. I let my sword fall down on the side and I put the shield of faith down, took off my helmet of salvation, and propped my feet up, took my doggone feet, my shoes off that were covered with the gospel of peace. I done took the breastplate of righteousness off. I done took my loins girded with truth. They ain't girded with truth no more. You know what I'm saying? Like I done took everything off so I can get me a break. Who said we taking a break? (laughs) What you doing? (laughs) But that's literally what happens when we don't read our word. We, We can't afford to slip up because we're lazy. It's one thing when you slip up and you've been doing... You know, like you got blindsided. It's another thing when you were lazy because you didn't feel like doing it. And then you fall. It's... it's uh y'all. Like I said, if we not living right and we're living in a constant state, backslidden state, we're going to go to hell just like just like a cheater, just like a fornicator, just like a, um, an adulterer, just like a murderer. I mean... <laughs> Cause you have to ask yourself, if you love God the way you said you did, why are you didn't sin? Why did you disobey? Him? You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and just understand what I'm saying. You can't live in it. Not that you won't mess up, but you cannot live there continuously. How do you continuously live in sin if you say you love God? That's the, that is the question. If you know God said, "Don't do this," how can you continuously live in sin then? In that particular area, if God said, "I made a man and a woman," but you doing X, Y, Z over here, oh well, God is love. Yes, He is, and He never changes. He is never changing. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is. He is love. Love is Him. That is God. Yes, but how can you live in a state where you're continuously in sin? if you say you love him this goes for me too I am not picking on people who are choosing to live a particular lifestyle no because guess what fornication here lying here manipulation here okay I I understand where it came from a lot of it had to do with the fact that I went through trauma and those were defense mechanisms that I used But now that I know and I understand, how can I go back and live in that stuff? How can I go back to that and live in it now that I've been in the marvelous light of Jesus? How can I do that to myself? Do you know? Do you understand the the consequences that I would face if I turned and went back and lived in it? Are you crazy? Like, I would be literally crazy out of my mind to leave Jesus after everything I went through. I would be crazy. I would be so crazy. But some people do it. And you know what the Bible says? They were never with us. He said they were never with us. Wow. They were never with us. Mm Mm-mm. So when it comes to forgiveness, how can you say you love God but you refuse? It's some people who dig their heels into the ground and say I am not forgiving that person because of what they did to me. I am not forgiving this person because of what they what they said about me. Really? But they're in church every Sunday harboring that unforgiveness, harboring that bitterness, harboring that malice. How? I am scared. (laughs) Y'all, I am scared to go back to who I used to be. To hold on to stuff that the Lord told me to drop and let it go. He said, cast your cares upon him. Do you know what it's like? Do you know what that means to cast? It's like, People who go fishing with the, um, with the fishing net, um, I don't know what it's called. I don't know what the technical term is, but they have a net and they just throw it out in the water. That's casting. You just throw it all away. You give it away. Give that stuff to God. For one, holding on to unforgiveness is not healthy for your body. Do you know how mad you have to be? Do you understand how stressed your body? Your body lives in a constant state of stress if you're holding on to unforgiveness, especially for stuff 30, 40 years ago. Let that mess go. Your body will be so relieved. What are you holding on to the unforgiveness for? That's like holding on to like 10 pound weights trying to swim to safety. You can't go nowhere. You're going to drown. But you're holding on to this weight thinking you're doing something. No, you're going to kill yourself. Literally, you're going to drown yourself out there. Let it go. I y'all let that mess go let it let everything just let everything go let the sin go let let everything go okay let it go and be free in the name of Jesus let it go just drop your bags you you ever been on a trip and all you do is like I can't wait to get home I can't wait to get home and as soon as you get home you just drop your bags on the floor my gosh just drop your bags drop the baggage you home drop the baggage Come out of that. Seriously. Like, y'all, it... Whew. that I don't know who that was for, but that was for somebody, y'all. That was for somebody. That was for a couple of y'all. That was for me, too. I needed to hear that, too. Let it go. Be like Elsa. Let it go. What you holding on to it for? It's not doing you any good. That person is living their life, minding their business. They're living their life. They're living their best good life, minding their business, not thinking about you, but every time something happened, and you know what happened when you hold on to that unforgiveness, it travels into your other relationships. Some of y'all are still single because you hold on, um holding on to unforgiveness from a past relationship. Oop, and you keep repeating the same things because you're stuck in a cycle of unforgiveness. So you're holding on to it and then you're projecting that onto whoever you're dating and they ain't, they're not dealing with it because they don't go, they've gone to therapy. They, they been on the couch and they've been to the cross and they're not putting up with your foolishness. You keep ruining your friendships. You keep ruining your relationships because you won't let that unforgiveness go. You won't let that bitterness go. You won't let that malice go. And it's turning you into somebody that you can't even recognize when you look in the mirror. Hmm. If the situation is the first thing you see when the person you said you forgave comes and asks for you to help them out. If the situation is the first thing that you see, you have to ask yourself, did you really forgive that person? I know the saying goes, forgive, but don't forget. But how prideful is that? How prideful can we be? Who are we to Determine who we forgive and who we don't forgive. We're not God, but yet we do it anyway. Oh, I don't like her. No, because she was talking about uh uh-uh, uh. Don't, because I, uh uh-uh. And then the, the, the bad thing is we pull other people in with it. No, don't talk to her because I'm not talking to her. What? <laughs> Let me tell you something. I don't care. Talk to him. Because either one of two things is going to happen. You're going to see what I went through. You're going to find out for yourself. You're going to mess around and find out. Or you're going to join up with that person. And we're not going to talk. So it's one of those two things. Now, if you continue to talk to that person, I'm going to limit how much access you have to me. Because I'm also thinking... Okay, what do y'all have in common if you see that I'm not talking to the person because of how bad they did me? So you're not gonna run my business back in the street. I'm gonna be very short with you, but I'm still gonna talk to you. We're just gonna have a different relationship because you're not gonna run my business back and forth. So, yeah. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I mean, I get the saying. It's saying we use a defense. It's basically you're putting up a wall. Yeah, you forget the person, but you just handle that person differently. I get it. That's what you're basically saying and what you're doing. But to say you won't forget, how can you say you won't forget when the Lord has cast your sin into the sea of forgetfulness? The sea of forgetfulness. It's actually a gospel song titled Sea of Forgetfulness. How can, how can you not forget, but God forget forgot your sin? He don't remember your sin. You ask for forgiveness. You have a relationship with Jesus and you ask for forgiveness. Your sin is forgiven. So how can you say you don't forget when God forgot your sin? I'm puzzled here. But hey, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Because I'm trembling. I'm shaking over here. Shook if. All right. We don't want anyone to get the upper hand or get over on us, but how can they? If they if God be for us, who can be against us? And the Bible also says, why not suffer yourself to be defrauded? Mmm. What? What is that taking away from you? Y'all, listen. I'm going to tell you right now. Last year, around this time, I did a website because I build websites, okay? That's part of my business. I build websites. I do a lot of stuff. I do too much sometimes, I feel like. But anyway, I built a website for someone and... This person never paid me. This website should have been like $4,000 in my pocket, straight up, because of the complexity and the details that had to go into making this website for this person. I spent hours making this website for this person. On top of that, um, I was actually down with strep throat when this person asked me to start this website. And I kept telling this person, no, I didn't want to do it because I was sick. And I was trying to wait until summer break to get started officially. Cause I knew I would have time. No, I went ahead and took it on. Person never paid me to this day. Still don't have the money. No, I'm not mad. At first I was, at first, I was gonna do some stuff. Cause I could do some stuff on a computer, okay? Not telling you what those things are, but <laughs> I could I could have messed her, I could have messed her whole business up if I wanted to. And you know what? The Lord stopped me one time. Because one time I said, you know what? I'm sick of this. Lord, listen, y'all. Don't listen to any Tony Evans or Joyce Meyer when you mad and you think you're going to do something against what the Lord has told you to do. Because the Lord told me several times, don't do it. Not just this one occasion. He told me several times, he let it go. Move on. Let it go. Move on. You want to know why he told me, let it go. Move on <laughs> Because our job is to forgive. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. Romans 12 and 19. That's why. That is why. Vengeance is his. The the battle is not mine. It is his. I have no business putting my hands on this stuff. As a matter of fact, if you're having a hard time uh, forgiving somebody, you know what you need to do? Pray for them. You can't pray you cannot pray effectively if you have not forgiven. That's your prayers gonna hit the ceiling and fall back on your head. How is God gonna hear your prayers when you still hold an unforgiveness? So that's what I started doing. I prayed for that person. I prayed, I prayed, and I prayed. And you know what? I felt better. I was like, hey, (laughs) actually, I forgot about it for a while until people like people that I trusted came and asked me, like, have you gotten your money yet? No. I'm good. Here I am struggling financially in debt for months. (laughs) Still sometimes. You know, but God is bringing me out of that because God is faithful. Amen. He's faithful. But you know what? I wasn't going to let her stop me from receiving. Because see, if I would have held on to that unforgiveness, my hand is not open to receive what God has for me. Oh, Jesus. It was a trade-off. Give me the unforgiveness that you have. Give me that anger. Give me that frustration that you have about this situation. And I'll give you peace. When I tell you something, when you know you almost $1,000 in debt and your checking account is red and you sleep like a baby, you got drool coming out your mouth, you sleeping on the cool side of the pillow, ain't nothing like it, y'all. Because that's how I was sleeping last year. Just bills was paid. (laughs) Praise God. Y'all, when your bills are paid and you got, I can't even explain how I have food Food, people bringing me food. I have food, money coming from random places because God kept me because He honored He He because I honored Him by giving Him the unforgiveness by casting my care on Him. He blessed me. He kept me. He showed up for me and still shows up for me. Cause to be honest, because this person did not pay me, that set me back a lot. Because I was dependent on that. But you know what the Lord had to show me? And I can't even believe I'm talking about this right now because I, I'm still not out of it, but I'm coming out and, and praise God for that. But you know what the Lord had to show me? Money is not your source. I am the source. Money is a resource. Praise God. Money is a resource. It is not the source of your life. God is the source of my life. He is my strength in times of trouble. The joy of the Lord is my strength. There were times I didn't even know what I was going to do. He provided. Every single time he showed up, he still shows up for me. I remember one time, Um, it was this year. I didn't have money for anybody to cut my grass. Somebody cut my yard. I had literally just gone outside. My grass was... Y'all, it... It was like a jungle sometimes. You make me wonder how I kept from going under. Okay, sorry, this shouts out to, you know, Eddie's rap. But anyway, um, it was bad, okay? And I had somebody from my church who was gonna come cut my grass later that week, like two days later, maybe. I can't remember what day this happened. I think it was a Thursday. So two days later, he was gonna come by and check and cut my grass. He had just left my house. I was at work. I was at work, okay? He called me while I was at work. He came by my house to check, to see, you know, look at the yard and everything. He went to church because our pastor was at um, someone else's church preaching at night. When I got home, my grass was cut. My yard was done. I still to this day don't know who cut my grass. Not only that, I have two ring alarms outside my home. You cannot get to my front door without my alarms going off. The day before, um, actually, that Monday, we had a it was a three-day weekend. That Monday was a holiday. So that weekend before, my wi-fi went off because something happened. The company had to come out. I'm not gonna mention their name because I don't want to get sued and I ain't got no money anyway, so you ain't gonna get paid, but whatever. So the company came out, and they said, look. We had to update your system. So that was a a box from the previous thing. We had to, uh, I'm like, why are you all tell me that? When I've got the dog on box, y'all should have already... Get, whatever. So I had to go my whole weekend without internet. And I got internet TV. So it, y'all no TV, no internet. Nothing. Okay? Nothing. Y'all talking about a sad day. I said, I guess I'll pick up a book and read all these books in my house. And that's what I did. I picked up a book and read. But anyway... My rings my ring alarms were still off because they didn't come until later that week to fix the internet. So my ring alarms weren't even on when whoever came to cut my grass came to cut my grass. Y'all <laughs> I mean we talk about blessings and we think blessings are monetary and stuff. No, that was a blessing for me. I mean, blessing, yeah, monetary blessing is nice. Don't get me wrong, it's nice. Um but we always put materialistic things and count those as blessings. I feel like the real blessings are when people show you gratitude, people show you grace, people show you mercy. People are are, you know, take time out of their day To do something nice for you. I feel like those are the biggest blessings we could ever have. Something of. Value. That you can't put a price on. Because. That person. Thought enough of me. To take the time out of their day. To cut my grass. That meant so much. I will never forget that. For as long as I live. The Lord used somebody to cut my grass. And that person may not even know Jesus. That person may not be. That person could be a racist. Who knows? I don't know. But they say, you know what? Let me go cut this. Let me go cut this girl grass. I'm tired of looking at it. I can't stand the sight of this grass being this hot. I'm going to go cut it. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) That was. That's. Y'all. I can't even. And that's just one instance of stuff that's happened this whole year, almost two years of me being in financial quote unquote crisis. The Lord has been doing things. I can't even, I can't even explain. All I can do is remember to write them down in my journal. And it's been some stuff I'm mad. I forgot to write it down in my journal and the Lord will bring it back to my remembrance as I'm sitting down and just quiet, you know, talking to him. And he'll bring it back to my remembrance. I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot to write that down. It's so many different things. And I know it's because I forgave the people who hurt me. I forgave the people who betrayed me. I forgave the people who took advantage of me. I know it's because of that. I know that's that's one reason. And, And the main reason is because God just does it because he's God. And he wants to show me he loves me. He's my father. He takes care of me. He's going to provide for my need. He takes care of the grass. He takes care of the weeds out there. The weeds out there ain't got to worry about nothing. He taking care of them. So if he take care of the weeds in my yard, they keep growing. <laughs> well won't he take care of me? There's y'all. Ooh, ooh. You don't have to worry about getting back at people. The Lord handles that. When you trust in the Lord, he takes care of you. He takes care of you he even gives you grace when you, before you even come to him, he, he covers you in grace because he's hoping that you make the decision to choose Jesus. Mm. Don't let the situation be the focus of your life. Don't let the situation be the focus when you see that person. Don't let the situation, I mean, we're human. We're going to remember it. We're going to remember it, but don't harbor any ill feelings towards people. When they do wrong to you. It's very hard. That's why we need Jesus. Because the scripture says. Philippians 4 and 13. Everybody know it. I can do all things through Christ. Which strengthens me. That dunamis power. That Christ has. For greater is he who is in you. Than he who is in the world. We can do all things. Through Christ. The big things. The small things. The little things the hard things, the easy things. We can do it all through Christ, which strengthens us. Because you got to remember, there has been and will be times you will need someone to cover your sins with forgiveness. And above all things, have fervent charity among yourselves, for charity shall cover the multitude of sins. Notice it said multitude of sins because we have a lot of sins that we commit and we're going to need that charity. We're going to need that love to cover it. (sighs) So thank y'all for listening. I hope that y'all have a blessed week. I hope that you practice forgiveness this week. It's hard. It's hard to forgive, but you can do it through Christ. You can do it. You can do all things, the big things, the small things, the easy things and the hard things. You can do all things to Christ, which strengthens you. That's all I got for this week. I'll I'll see y'all later.